0: Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro.
1: Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to the 7th episode of Med Lasso. Before we get to our conversation, a thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months, or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. So we are back. This is our seventh episode of Med Lasso, the podcast series where we are doing a deep dive into the joy and wonder and fun of the Ted Lasso Apple TV show and how it connects and resonates with doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers all around the world. This is just turning into something so special. And I am delighted to have my co-host back, Dr. Syed Tabatabai is here. He's been with me on each episode of Med Lasso so far, and we're just having the best time. We are bringing guests on board now as well, and I am so happy about tonight's guest. It is the voice of Explore the Space podcast. It's the voice you hear when you turn on the show. It's the last voice you hear when you leave. It's my wife, Jessica Shapiro. She is the person I get to watch every episode of Ted Lasso with, and it's just a blast to have this sort of opportunity to reflect together and Talk about what this whole experience looks like, but also really dive into Ted Lasso episode eight, which was a monster episode. And we are having so much fun just sitting in it and enjoying it. One of the great places that we're doing that as well is on Twitter. Hashtag Med Lasso. If you do use Twitter or if you're looking for a reason to start, jump aboard. Check out hashtag Med Lasso. There are so many fun conversations going on. Please do join in, contribute. We're just having a blast with all of that. You can find the whole archive to Med Lasso as well on the Explore the Space website at www.explorethespaceshow.com. And there is a link in the show notes to the episodes. There are spoilers, so if you're not all the way caught up, make sure you check the show notes so you know which episode we're talking about so you don't accidentally walk into spoilers. But definitely get yourselves caught up on Ted Lasso. It's a blast. You can find me on Twitter at ETSshow. You can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. And you can find Explore the Space podcast wherever you like to download your episodes. If you're looking for the Med Lasso episodes, just search for Explore the Space podcast. Anywhere you look for your shows, you'll find it. You'll find the Med Lasso episodes right there in the archive. It is packed. Please do share with your friends and family. It really helps us out. Definitely leave us that five-star rating and a review as well. Also really helps the show out. So excited to jump into episode eight of Ted Lasso. So here we go. Med Lasso with Syed Tabatabai and my wife, Jessica Shapiro. Sayed, welcome back. It's time for another Med Lasso. We're going to jump into episode eight of Ted Lasso. Are you ready, my friend?
2: Oh, I'm so psyched. I'm totally ready.
1: This was a huge episode, and there were so many emotions. There were so many, like, laughs and tears and everything. There's no better person that I can think of, at least for me, and I appreciate you being along for the ride, to have the person that I get to watch the show with join us for this episode. It's the voice of Explore the Space. First person you hear when you turn on the show, last person you hear when you leave. My wife, Jessica Shapiro, is here. Hi, babe. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you? I'm great.
1: I'm great. So here's what I wanted to start you with, Jess. When we were watching the episode, something awesome happened and we both laughed, but I couldn't tell you the story. Yes. Before we watched episode eight, I was playing with our son, Winfield, and he had these stickers for us to spell with, like letters, and they were covered in glitter. And so we're putting <laughs> we were putting these stickers on paper and he finishes his meal and he, he sits down to eat his meal. And I'm left with these stickers and glitter. And I looked at my hands. And I'm like, fucking glitter is everywhere. <laughs> and then three hours later, fucking glitter. And I just was like, oh, I'm saving this for the show. But that that happened.
0: Exact quote.
1: Exact quote. Let's start because it's a huge episode and there's a ton to cover. Said when you watched this, I mean, you and I texted right after, and you and I both like to talk, and we both texted each other like one word. Where were you sitting as we finished episode eight?
2: Um, the word that I texted you, I think, was breakthroughs. Yeah. Um, because at that moment I felt like narratively that episode took a huge step in terms of advancing a bunch of things, and also the sense of breakthroughs, making breakthroughs in terms of relationships that had been kind of uh, simmering. At a certain level and then kind of move, taking the next step. Um, it felt like a, I was surprised that it was only, I think, 45 minutes or because I felt like there was more content in it when it was over. It felt like a super stuffed episode in terms of stuff that was in it. It, it was pretty amazing.
1: Super stuffed is apt, not just because we have a huge bag full of the Trader Joe equivalent Oreo cookies with the stuff <laughs> filling JoJo. <laughs> the Jojo's and now I want some. Jess and I, Jess, when we finished the episode, you and I both just kind of sat there and we didn't really talk very much for a minute. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you as this super stuffed 45 minutes wrapped up?
0: I mean, I immediately wanted to watch it again because like you said, it was so jam packed. I was like, I, I'm not ready to process and integrate all of the, everything that just happened. A lot just happened and I, yeah, I wanted to revisit it all to get a better sense of what all of the narrative shifts, all of the advancement that had just come through that episode.
1: I like that the show gives me space. And I think gives us space to not have to chase all of the rabbits. You can just sit with it and say, you know what? That happened. I'm going to watch the show again sometime. I'll watch it in a year. I'll watch it before the next year, se- the next season. I'm not, I can't try to keep up with everything to the extent of like, twitter or reddit or you know hashtag medlasso like people are going to have their own observations and i like being able to draw expertise and really cool insights from people as we do this side what is something from this massive episode that you didn't pick up on that somebody helped you to see differently or enjoy in a way that you didn't the first time you watched it definitely uh,
2: see differently uh you know Jesse Gold when when she makes comments on on the Med lasso thread from her perspective, you know in in the in the in that world, the you know in, in the psych world and in psychiatry and that kind of that that aspect of it, um, she always finds things and uncovers things that I never thought of when I was watching. And in this episode, it's not so much a funny happy thing, but it's sort of I didn't really pay attention to the fact that Ted is her uh, Sharon Doctor Fieldstone's. Ah, uh, patient as well as colleague as well as you know maybe friend. So that that whole thing where he walks her back and despite her telling him not to and then is in her home, to me you know because Ted is just such a wonderful guy, it just seemed like an organic, natural, friendly thing to do. And I didn't really think about the blurring lines of him being a patient and stuff until I read about it later. I was like, oh yeah, that is kind of. Huh. you know, I had to sit with that for a little bit and think about it. But uh, yeah, that was that was something that I got from Ed Lasso.
1: Just for you, you and I haven't had a full like debrief like we like to do because we knew we were going to record together. Was there something for you that you have since picked up on, you know, reading online, talking with friends, social media that you haven't told me yet that resonated as we got to watch the show together the first time through?
0: No, I, I've been in a little bit of a bubble compared to the two of you. Cause I'm not on Twitter and I, I'm still sadly trying to encourage friends to watch it that are dragging their feet for reasons, passing understanding. <laughs> um, so I haven't, I haven't really had any big conversations about it. One thing that I noticed that I was trying to talk to people about that they didn't notice was the, uh, the sort of confession scene that that reminded me so much of almost famous when they're in the <laughs> airplane and they think they're going down and it, yeah. just, it in the same way as the Ted Lasso episode it just keeps escalating and then suddenly it's gone it's just fine the danger is past and no oh, let's go play football now um But I didn't have anybody to talk to you about that because I'm I'm the resident um, almost famous fanatic in my life. That's such a great
2: movie. I love that movie.
1: That was and that was a great call because you actually that was mine because you gave me that one at the time. And I've held my fire sharing it out on social media, too, because I was like, that's that was Jess. And you nailed it with that one. When you said that in the like right after like that was the almost famous. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) So such a good pull. Such a good pull. I really liked it the the other thing that has come up where there is real tension that we really need to discuss people love the way roy kent says oi to his niece or to his teammates we have to discuss the correct spelling of oi in this context and i say this as a jewish person who grew up <laughs> saying oi there are two distinct spellings of oi depending on application i will posit that Syed, do you have a preferred spelling of oi in the setting of Roy Kent barking at his niece or a teammate to get their attention or someone that he's coaching?
2: I, I'm going to go with O-I. That's like the I seems like an exclamation mark upside down, and that's kind of how I see it. <laughs> that's a <laughs> great way, way to see it. it.
1: There's no question that's correct. I've been seeing it with the O-Y, which is how I kind of grew up with it, and they are two totally different Intonations, meanings, everything about it. So I'm glad you called that out, Jess. How does it sit for you? Because you've heard me say "oy" in the more of the Jewish cultural sense, not so much the oi at like you know Winfield, our boy, or something, which would be <laughs> uncharacteristic. <laughs> <Awesome>. Laundry, <laughs> oy, oy, <laughs> crumbs. I might have to do yeah. that. <laughs> which which is your preferred spelling? Uh,
0: you know, I I guess when I spell it more often now i'm spelling o-y but it is much more punk rock which is very roy can to spell o-i and that's how i grew up using it at you know underage shows screaming oi oi
1: shout out to liz salmi who was a big <laughs> fan of med lasso and was a drummer in a punk rock band for many many years so shout out to her she's gonna love that shout out from you jessica well played <laughs> There's a lot of one-liners that come out of the show. A lot, I mean a lot. It's just jam-packed. But there's one obviously for physicians, nurses, healthcare workers, and spouses of that when it happened, I think we all sort of ripped up in applause. I'm gonna put it out there. Sayed, you get to comment on it first. There ain't no policy like a hospital policy, because a (laughs) hospital policy don't stop.
2: Oh my gosh that is that was a great line i loved it (laughs) It it's so true it's so funny it's Um, like they were
1: reaching out to give us a hug like we we see you guys like it's brutal and we got you like we're gonna give you a (laughs) laugh on it it was so good that was a great line i I really like that one jessica as the person who gets to hear me complain about hospital policies now for we've been married for 14 years we've been together for 17 when you heard that what was your level of of embracing and understanding.
0: Um, 100%. I And I would argue, I'm not sure which one of us actually complains about hospital policies more. Because <laughs> <Totally. laughs> like you have the level of uh, being in it and understanding the rationale and maybe understanding and knowing personally the people that instituted or came up with the policies. And I'm just like, <laughs> on the outside completely like that needs to change yeah
1: (laughs) no i loved it i thought it was so great
0: Indignant,
1: but it's good it's a good tempering and i just love the way that they use it i also we i think everyone loved the the shout out when ted last was like wait i could break every bone in my body and get dropped off here in a garbage can and you guys would fix me up and send me home and i wouldn't get a bill and the the i think it was the doctor or the nurse said you're damn right everyone watching that show in america was like oh (laughs) yeah 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 it was a nice shout out it was a big shout out we are sort of dancing a little bit around where we need to go i'm doing it intentionally because it's it's not uncomfortable it was really emotional though i called it the hug heard around the world and it brings up what i think people really loved about this episode you talked about breakthroughs syed and this was a big one this show though for me captured the way men can interact with each other, but it's not necessarily the normalized way we can interact with each other. And going a step further might be a much healthier way to interact with each other, to support each other. Just sitting in that space, we hear a lot about a phrase that, I mean, I've done podcast episodes around the concept of toxic masculinity. This episode captured a type of masculinity that for me resonates and feels aspirational and feels very correct. What were the elements of the representation of masculinity in this episode for you?
2: Boy, that's a uh, that's actually that's a deep question. <laughs> uh, there's I mean, um, the obvious ones, you know, are, are, are Jamie's dad. Right. It, um, c- coming to the game, wearing uh, the opposing team's <laughs> jersey, uh, coming into the lo- locker room to berate his, his son, you know, and, and, and basically trash talk the team. Um, that kind of toxic with his with his bros, you know, out there um, that that that's, you know, one one opposite, uh, one uh, obvious example, I should say. And then uh, Roy, who's who's super masculine, you know, obviously, and uh, very direct and gruff and him just going straight to the embrace that Jamie needed that moment of release and catharsis and safety and letting him know that what he's feeling is OK and he's got his back. After the two have been butting heads through season one, season that was, I think that was such a um, uh, powerful and uh, kind of deconstructing. You know, Roy is the kind of guy you would expect to have uh, the traditional, more kind of uh, toxic sort of thing, based on the way he's set up with those kind of tropes of him being like, you know, uh, swearing a lot and being the tough guy and the captain. But he's the guy who. In a lot of this season has had that transformation where we're seeing Roy grow as a person and uh, get in touch with what he's feeling. And I think in that moment, too, it was sort of a connection to that Phoebe moment where, you know, you don't want them to, to take in the worst parts of you. And he's seeing Jamie stand up to his dad and reject the worst parts of him in that moment. And he just hugs him and, and acknowledges that. And I, I just thought it was amazing.
1: I really like that idea of rejection of one end of the spectrum leading to acceptance on another. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. Jess, you are the person who in my life, over the course of the last almost two decades, when I'm sort of standing there with like my lips quivering and I don't know what to do and I'm about to fall apart, you're the one that has given me that hug and then I subsequently disintegrate in your arms. What does it feel like for you, not as a a male, to see that sort of a depiction of men relating to each other Did it seem fanciful? Does it seem realistic? Does it seem aspirational? How did it sort of sit for you to see the way all those intertwining lines led to this breakthrough?
0: Yeah, it seems uh, honestly uh, a little aspirational because I've been in situations as a woman where I've been the kicker outer and the person that stands up and says, you can't be here acting like this. And and watched everyone around me not do that. And I've also been in a situation where someone clearly needs a hug and it's not happening. And, uh, you know, you you stand up and do it. I think what was beautiful about having Roy be the person to do it is that it shows that it's really not that hard. Like, you don't have to be the compassionate one or the hugger or the sweetie you just have to be a person that has some kind of sensory input that tells you that someone needs a hug and i also think that i mean you make um those references to what roy's persona is and how it's sort of um incongruous to see him be the one that steps up with the hug but i also like I mean, I love him so much and I'm probably getting a little too uh, fine about this. But that episode where Nate dresses everyone down in the locker room before that match where they've never beaten this team. And he says that Roy's greatness comes from his just like unstoppable, never ending rage where I see him expressing the most rage is when people aren't doing the right thing. It's not this like bad guy, meanness, undirected rage. It's, it's a rage of like rectification to me. And I, you know, I like when, and then he yells, he, when he talks to, uh, uh, the boss about the crappy new boyfriend. And he's just like, why would you, why would you be into this? This is not good enough for you. You know, when he's really forward and blunt, it's when he's saying the the correct thing that needs to be said that nobody else will say it's not to be mean ever. Right.
1: I think that's a great way to look at it. I love that. You could see me gesturing like, you know Big Tens. That that's just spot on, and I had I'd forgotten about him standing in front of Nate, and then Nate calling him out, saying, "I'm afraid of what's going to happen to you if you keep all that anger inside." And it does seem like Roy is letting it out, but doing it in that healthier, masculine way. The show also flipped a rock on a theme that is really important for me. Obviously, it's the theme of fathers and sons, and the incredible dimensions and diversity of experiences, I couldn't believe how much they could pack into that. You know, I was able to reflect on my relationship with my dad. People were reflecting on social media about this, about great things, difficult things and everything in between around it. We can't we can't spend this whole time in that space. But Sayed, for you, when they were putting really into specifically father and son relationships, what kind of reactions did you have?
2: It was it was definitely powerful and it was definitely interesting to see the different how, you know, the different father son relations, obviously Sam's relationship with his father and, uh, uh, you know, Jamie's relationship and then Ted's and then finding out that, you know, the sledgehammer shot with with Ted's what happened with his father. I'm not even sure this is a tough one for me to put into words, you know, I. It made me think about my relationship with my dad, too, and uh, actually called him up after the show was over. He's not even watching Ted Lasso, but I was like, you know what? I just kind of want (laughs) to talk, you know, because uh, all of them have these sort of short interactions with their with their fathers. And you kind of the feeling I got was I wanted to explore it more. You know, I wanted to learn more about Sam and his dad. I wanted to learn more about, you know, was Jamie's dad always like this or, you know, what, what happened? You know, has he always been this guy? even Rebecca's dad and, you know, we don't really meet him too much, but through her interactions with her mom and the way they talk about her dad, he's sort of not in the picture. And, you know, I kind of wonder what he's like. And then of course I was in the back of my mind, I was thinking of Nate. Um, yeah. you know, that's a, that's the father interaction yeah. that, that I really wanted to kind of get more, more of, but really wasn't in this episode, but, uh, Sorry, I know kind of a rambling answer, but those are kind of the things <laughs> I thought
1: about. We're all rambling with it because they 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 opened it up. They didn't answer those questions. They didn't close the loop. It just left us sitting with, what does my relationship with my dad feel like? But I also love on the show, this show, Explore the Space in Med Lasso, to, to juxtapose things. And we actually got a great question from a fan of the show, Carrie Quill, at CQuillMD. She has a question, and Jess, I'm going to throw this one to you because I really liked it. She said none of the leading women on the show are mothers in a show that draws such attention to fathers and sons. What do you make of the relative quiet from the motherhood camp?
0: That's so interesting. I hadn't thought of that. What a great point. Gosh, you know, I wonder if it's um, just more personal to the writers of the show, uh, you know, Jason Sudeikis and remember the remind me the the guy from scrubs
1: bill Lawrence. Yeah. And I
0: know, I know they have women writers as well. I'm not sure though. I mean the, the main, uh, I feel like viewpoint is Ted Lasso, right? That's the like lens through which we get access to all of these other people. And I wonder if it's almost more respectful. Like he doesn't know what, being a mom is like, and they're not going to try, or maybe it's coming.
1: I wonder if it's the latter. Um, I like that point and I like that you've given us two very open questions. And when we go in the locker room and I ask you for a prediction, this might come back. I thought it was a great question. Shout out at sequel MD on Twitter. Yeah. I, I really liked that one a lot. And I same as you as a like, boy, I wouldn't even know where to start with an answer. So I had for you, when you hear that kind of question, like, gosh, that that actually seems like a pretty big gap in a very complete show. It's true.
2: Um, the show is so good at sweeping you up into the feelings and the moment that, um, yeah, if you step back and analyze it, sometimes you can, you can be hit with things that are pretty. I mean, when I read that question too, on the Lasso thread, and I was like, man, that's, uh, it seems so obvious, but I, it didn't occur to me at all as I was watching the show. So Yeah, absolutely.
1: That was a really, really good one. We've been in a very, very deep space. I think it's time for us to go into a totally reckless, nonsense, unfettered space. I think it's time for us to go into the locker room. Jess, are you ready to go to the locker room with Mark and Syed?
0: Am I allowed to come in? Are you guys decent?
1: Hey, you are Rebecca. (laughs) That's right. You're Rebecca. Rebecca gets to come in the locker room all access. So, yeah, let's do this. All right. So the first question, we always like to open this. This is becoming tradition I know the answer, I think, but it's still fun to ask it because I doesn't know and the world wants to know, Jessica, your position on tea.
0: On tea. Oh, uh, big fan, big fan. It will never replace coffee for me. That's a problem. And the first thing in the morning, if you hand me a cup of tea, we're going to have problems.
1: <laughs> I've learned that.
0: But I love, uh, you know, midday on I'm, I'm in the tea camp.
1: Fair enough. Syed definitely liked that. He, Syed, you're getting big, man. You were just like big fist pump, but I'm impressed with your <laughs> forearms. Like that was serious. Yeah. <laughs> I've come up That's with true. a new I've come up with a new one. Syed does not know this is coming. Complete this sentence. Jamie Tart said it best when he said blank Syed first.
2: Oh my god. Blank is what my mind just went. Um, <laughs> there, the the line the line where ted responds you don't realize how healthy that is i'm trying to remember what the exact line was why would i want to be where, anyone
1: else i'm me yeah oh, that's it I'm that's me. it that's the line i'm me yeah yeah why would i want to be anyone else that's that's the classic jamie yeah. Tart. One. nice nice jessica jamie tart said it best when he said
0: gosh i don't know if i can top that because it really is like very well said we should all want to be us
1: <laughs> it's perfectly uh, valid to 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 use the same one it was that was that's the probably i would say the most famous one so far the one that's yeah. got like a, it's got a gif and it's all of those things for sure
0: i don't have a lot of uh tart quotes up in my noggin right now fair Apologies. Enough.
1: mine is jamie tart said it best when he said shut the fuck up john mass <laughs> <laughs> when they were doing the haircutting scene the
2: haircut i loved it he was
1: he was so angry it was so righteous i was so angry at john moss like everyone like we're having this religious experience literally like they positioned isaac as like the high (laughs) priest to cut the hair and john moss kept talking (laughs) i loved it i thought it was so great that whole sequence was absolutely incredible and again that idea of like how men can interact and treat each other that was like the most fun celebration syed how much would you want to be in that locker room scene of all the locker room scenes that we've seen so far? How high up is that one for you?
2: Oh man. Uh, that's up there. That's up there. Uh, I don't know if it's at the very top, but is it such a great locker room now at this point? Yeah, you know, that's true. I, I keep thinking back to when Ted first walked into that locker room and how kind of disconnected it felt. And they were all kind of, they were all kind of mercenaries in a way, you know, yeah. they're all there to just, uh, and and now everyone's looking out for everyone else. Everyone you know, cares about everyone else. Uh, when Jamie had his big confrontation with his dad, the, the way everybody in the locker room was looking like, you know, it was like watching a family thing play out in front of the family. And so, um, yeah, that scene, the haircutting scene was, was phenomenal. That, that was just incredible.
1: Jess, would you let Isaac cut your hair? Absolutely. Nice. I think he would do a really good job. I think he would do a really good I'd
0: look good amazing job. with a fade. I mean be be honest. <laughs> <I think laughs> you'd
1: look awesome with a fade.
0: So good. With
1: absolutely, a fade. absolutely. Syed, I think you he I think Syed has a question for you, Jess.
2: Ooh. All right, Jess. This this question is from the Med Lasso world. This is from Dr. Shika Jane. Oh and uh she wants to know what is it like living with at ETS show or, <laughs> or <laughs> mark here? What what's it
0: like? <laughs> There's a lot of talking. I have to say. <laughs> there's a lot lot of words some of them very large words
1: Um, (laughs) there's a lot of words
0: yeah it's a blast (laughs) it's a blast My, my favorite thing about mark that you guys probably experience regularly is the the just out of absolutely nowhere very thought-provoking questions that I had never considered before. And this is something that absolutely happens in our daily life, like while we're loading the dishwasher. I love it.
1: <laughs> it keeps us both agile and on our toes, and it is a lot of fun. I agree. Syed, when was the last time or have you yet used in the sentence the following phrase, get amongst it?
2: <laughs> I, tomorrow will be the first day. I'm going to start using it right away because that, that's a great phrase
1: it's a great get amongst it. it's a great phrase jess full disclosure jess used it with winfield like i think it was last week when we were outside and it was epic like it works it really really works
0: yeah. it's definitely coming on halloween night
1: oh for sure oh when the candy comes out get amongst it yeah. no question jessica <laughs> of all of the characters that we've met on the show of all of the various features that we've seen which character would you most want to be To be. Yes.
0: Wow. Oh, Danny Rojas. (laughs) Oh,
1: wow.
0: I would love to be Danny Rojas.
1: Why? I mean, I, 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 I can guess, but I want to hear it.
0: He's just such a happy, pure human. And he is. He, you know, often when we have these depictions of these people, they're idiots and he's not, he's just very at peace. And, um, but he is incredible. He's, he thrives in this incredibly competitive environment. Um, he's close to his family. Like he's just the pinnacle, I think of human happiness.
1: I, I, Love it. I love that answer. And I I agree. I think that was great. Syed, which character would you want to be in the Ted Lasso universe?
2: Coach Beard, because I just want to know his secrets. <laughs> I just feel like Coach Beard has attained some level of existence and knowledge that he just sort of, I just want to know what makes him tick. Like, what has he seen you know, what is while well, maybe on or off mushrooms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think, I think we're about to find out in uh, episode nine, Coach Beard After Dark. <laughs> That's the title of the next episode. So I think yeah. we're going to go on a wild ride with Coach Beard.
0: It was the wrong pot.
1: It was the wrong <laughs> <laughs> That was really good foreshadowing for sure. I'm not sure who mine would be. I mean, there's a lot that sort of leap out. I, I, I do find the three richmond fans the three boys that like to hang out and drink beer and they, they you know they get the big boot they're just so charming they're so silly like they're warming up to everybody but they're still true to themselves right they're dyed in the wool greyhound fans they swear at inopportune moments they're there for each other they're like do they have jobs like all we see is them in the bar partying playing darts <laughs> calling people wankers it just looks like a great life and uh it, it looks like a ton of fun i don't even know what their names are and it just looks like a total blast. <laughs> Jessica prediction time. We have four episodes left in season two. Give us one prediction for the next couple of weeks.
0: Goodness. Well, we're definitely going to get some beard clarification coming up. <laughs> um, my prediction is that we are going to learn a little bit more about why he ends up with these toxic girlfriends
1: because that seems
0: like a a theme for him we're gonna see him on a night out right so how does that initiate Um, i like that i
1: think that's a good prediction and i like that you went a, a little bit more specific than you know the Greyhounds are gonna win the title. I think that's a good poll, and we're gonna find out more about we said in the last episode of Medlassa, we want the Coach Beard spinoff series, like we want that yeah. world, so I like that you went there for sure. Syed, How about you? Do you have a new prediction for us?
2: I am gonna to go to the dark side for my prediction again. I see trouble for Rebecca and Sam. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Rupert is gonna show up again or a tabloid is going to show up. But I see, um, you know, the way Rebecca was looking around, like she was looking for a photographer when she was on the front. You know, I, I, I see dark, dark waters ahead.
1: I think she does, too. And I think part of her reticence was wanting to protect Sam because he's this extraordinary athlete. He's a great young man, but he's young. He said, I just turned 21. You know, we've seen the English tabloids on the show, like they'll eat them alive and they like yeah. to target her already. I, I, I think that's a great call. And uh, now I'm genuinely concerned and I won't sleep. So thanks, pal. I'll text you. <laughs> Sorry about that. M- mine, mine is, I think they're going to take us back to actually my favorite scene of the show, the darts match with Rupert. Because I remember in the moment when he was playing darts and he said, if you were curious and not judgmental, you'd have said, hey, Ted, did you ever play darts? And I said, yes, sir. Every Saturday with my dad until I turned 16. They're taking, and I remember when they said like, the show is so specific. Something happened to Ted's dad when he was 16. He probably passed away. They're going to take us right back to the, They're going to take us back to the art scene. Somehow they're going to bring us full circle with that scene. That for me is like one of the greatest television scenes I've ever seen. I mean, you and I've talked about it a ton. Jess hears me talk about it all the time. I think we're yeah. going to loop all the way back to that specific moment. Be curious, not judgmental. It's going to be really, really hard, but in the theme of breakthroughs, I think it's going to take us to another one for sure. What, a great do, call. what do we want to have happen with people watching live versus waiting it's people are genuinely trying to crowd in on the like thursday 9 p.m pacific midnight eastern as opposed to the friday drop jess and i have fully moved like it's now must see tv 9 p.m pacific on thursday say do you see more people wanting to move and compact that space acknowledging how many people are watching and like the the gloves are off man people are posting spoilers on social media right out of the gate guilty
2: Yeah, um, I think so. I think so. I mean, when I can't watch it right away, I'm avoiding social media because pretty much everyone I follow right now, there's, there's a lot of Ted Lasso, uh, talk as the show's finally, you know, rightfully blowing
1: up and, uh, I agree with you. Jessica, two questions for you. How much Ted Lasso merch am I allowed to buy and how many Emmys are they going to win next week?
0: (laughs) I don't know how many Emmys there are, but they're going to win them all. And uh you for me you know just get amongst it
1: (laughs) come on (laughs) great answer great answer i think we did it i think we've done it jessica you you came in the locker room you gave us a killer prediction one of the best parts of this show syed our guests come into the locker room they give us Premium predictions and Jessica, you have elevated that that reputation so well. Played.
0: (laughs) Thank
2: you. It was so nice to meet you.
0: (laughs) Likewise.
1: So we will be back again. We've got another episode coming in a couple of weeks. Sorry, we will have another episode coming in a couple of days. Perish the thought. A couple of weeks. Syed, you and I will reconvene. But I think we did it, man. This was super cool. What what what's going to get you through the next four days while we wait for our next episode?
2: Um, man, dude, I'm back on service tomorrow. I just don't even want to think about it. What's going to get me through? Probably following med lasso on social media and listening to this and spreading cheer and just trying to stay sane.
1: I'll be at work tomorrow too. And I'll be doing the same thing. Med lasso hashtag med lasso and spreading cheer. Jess, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. I had a blast.
1: All right. Thank you both so much. Jess. Love you, hon. I'll see you in a couple minutes. Love you. Syed, love, you, love you, buddy. Thanks, Syed, right. Take man. Care. Take care. All right, All right. Bye. bye. My thanks once again to my wife Jessica for joining us on this episode of Med Lasso and also to Syed for coming back in and helping co host and drive this whole thing forward. It's just so much fun. Episode eight was amazing, and I can't wait to see what we get with episode nine of Ted Lasso. Thank you also to Lori Bedkin, Creighton University, for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's executive MBA and executive fellowship programs at ww. Dot creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. And thank you to you for listening. I know MedLasso is really getting popular. It's really, really exciting. Please do check out the hashtag MedLasso on Twitter. Join in that conversation there. It is a really, really wonderful thing to do. We're having a blast. Thank you so much for listening. Please do find me on Twitter as well at ETS Show. You can email me, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. The whole archive of Explore the Space you can find at www.explorethespaceshow.com. We will have more great content coming soon. You've got lots of choices out there. It's an honor that you're listening to Explore the Space podcast. Take good care of yourselves. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.